Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast, featuring the curmudgeonly yet open-minded musings of two guys in their early 40s as they stared on the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined as always by minor celebrity Noah Tarno of the Big Quiz Thing. <laughs> Noah, how are you? Oh, I'm reveling in my minor celebrityness on this uh, lovely San Francisco afternoon. You're the most famous person on this phone call right now. Oh, well, that's uh, that's a true honor. I will cherish that for the rest of my life. Today, we're talking about Mama, which is a full contact <laughs> sport that allows both striking and grappling, standing on the ground, using techniques. We're talking about MMA, of course, mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Using techniques from other sports, combat sports, and martial arts. I'm reading from uh, a Wikipedia extract here. It was was originally promoted as a competition to find the most effective martial arts for real unarmed combat, uh, and competitors from different fighting styles were pitted against one another in context with relatively few rules. Later, individual fighters employed multiple martial arts in their style. Promoters were pressured to, as you would expect, adopt additional rules to increase safety, to comply with regulations, and broaden mainstream acceptance of the sport. Following those changes, MMA has received a wild increase in popularity wild. with the attention Attendant pay-per-view business that rivals boxing and professional wrestling both. I think we should add, Bill, side note, you, of course, are currently in the city of New York. I am from the city of New York. And until last year, it was illegal to stage MMA contests in the state of New York. And, I didn't know that. Uh, it is now legal. And uh, last Saturday night, as of this recording, was the second ever UFC event in uh, Buffalo, New York. It is now legal in almost every state. Just showing you how far out of bounds this was considered until yeah. not too long ago. As we step into the octagon, Noah Tarno, yes. how do you come down on uh, mixed martial arts? What do you feel about MMA? We texted you and me a little about this yesterday, and it seems to me we agreed on the basic takeaway, which is I do get it, but I don't like it. Is that fair to say that's your opinion as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Let me start with this. I come at this from the point of view of comparing it to pro wrestling. As a kid, I was a huge pro wrestling fan, and I would say I still am a fan. I don't follow it that much anymore, but I have a appreciation for it. So I come at it from that point of view. It's also important to note, I come at it from the point of view of, I don't like most quote unquote real sports. I'm not a fan of baseball, basketball, hockey, football, and perhaps more relevantly here, boxing. Uh, I just don't enjoy these things at all. And part of what I like about wrestling as compared to genuinely competitive sports is that I just think genuinely competitive sports are boring. There's not enough drama to them. The characters aren't exciting or interesting or dramatic enough. I just don't find them interesting at all. MMA is some of the good things about wrestling, but very few of them. And none of the really good things about wrestling. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I understand why people like blood sport. I understand the thrill of violence. In high school, I was kind of into hockey because I was a male teenager in Canada. I had to be into hockey. <laughs> the bits I liked most were the fights. The fights were awesome. And I've watched some boxing matches that were cool. And part of what I like about wrestling is seeing the violence. So I get that. You know, I watched part of this match from Saturday night. It's just two guys wrapping each other in a ball, pounding each other in the head. I guess you have to be into the true competitiveness of it. Who's going to win? Who's the greatest warrior all that and it just it doesn't connect for me but i get it because it's blood sport and mma is 
time immemorial. There were guys doing stuff like this in ancient Greece, and they were the roots of pro wrestling back when it was quote-unquote shoot fighting, when it wasn't predetermined, when it was less of a show, when it was just two tough guys down by the docks and a bunch of people circling up watching them beating the holy hell out of each other. I get that. It's fun, but just not for me. I felt like I watched a bunch of matches. It's tough on YouTube because apparently this stuff is embargoed behind paywalls. Even doing the research requires a little leisure domain. What did I watch? I watched some things. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Most of these were from Japan. I guess they were from Vegas. They were from Singapore. Yeah. They were from Russia. They were from Europe. What did I watched Chuck Liddell versus Vanderlei Silva. I watched Fedor Emelianenko versus Jeff Monson. I watched Diaz right. versus Cerrone. Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. And Ronda Rousey, yeah. of course, which kind of yeah, trans well, transferred itself into pop culture when it happened. The fabulous moolah of the Fabulous moolah. Ronda Rousey versus Amanda Nunez. I watched that. And I watched Ronda Rousey versus uh, Holly Holm. I watched so, that too. I didn't count yeah. that on the list. Those had kind of transcended uh, MMA yeah. and they, they became headlines. Well, but Rousey has become, you're right, she's entered mainstream. Her, Chuck Liddell, some of these other guys, the average schmo has heard of. For me, my point of reference is Brock Lesnar, partly because I know him from pro wrestling. He was a pro wrestler, then he was MMA, now he's back to pro wrestling. He, he won at WrestleMania last week. That's my point of entrance. But yeah, some of these people have developed mainstream popularity, household name status, more or less. People yeah. transcend in and out of sports. You know, there you find baseball players and football players and hockey players. You know, these were right. not even the best, but sometimes the most colorful wind up becoming sui generis personalities. You used to see, um, who was that? John Cruck would go on, on David Letterman because he was really droll and he would get Letterman to giggle a lot. And like that right, kind I, have, of I have no idea who that is. Who he was the guy who played for the Phillies back in the 1990s. Oh, okay. So I was aware of Ronda Rousey. I was aware of Chuck Liddell because I saw Liddell in um, Entourage. He made an appearance. Yeah, I saw, I saw him in Entourage too. And I still remember when I first heard his name, I thought Turtle said his name was Chocolate Dell. <laughs> I see what you mean. I don't I don't have an in because I don't even like wrestling. I think wrestling is, you know, a lot, a lot of my friends are into wrestling. I, I think it's kind of silly, but it's fine, you know, for scripted entertainment point, yeah. with a lot of stunt work. I'm sure it's entertaining. It just doesn't work for me anymore. I might have watched wrestling when I was nine or ten years old. I'm actually really turned off by it. I had this... Uh, by turned M off by MMA. MMA, yeah, by Mama, okay. exactly. I had this really weird conflicting reaction as I was watching it and coming up with a, a list of notes about it because a lot of people who I respect quite a bit, I mean, intellectual masters of mine, great peers, culturati, are really into this and have been really into it and speak with a lot of eloquence. And I'll tell you, two guys whose work I love of Zach Kuntz and Craven Morehouse, the guys who make the oral knots. They talk a lot. Of, I mean, Zach Kuntz himself is a huge uh, proponent of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a practitioner. Yeah. And these guys on their podcast talk about uh, MMA all the time. And they really get into the science of it. I mean, they're real uh, appreciators. I love hearing somebody talk about something they like because they're able to contextualize. They put it into words what I can't get. And I appreciate hearing somebody summarize it. But I know like watching this Russian Mack truck, this guy named Fedor Emelianenko, He's this massive wall of meat, this this monster, <laughs> and he moves around okay. He's not the fastest guy, but I see it's like you are in for pain and suffering yeah. if you get near yeah. him. I see, well, the guy trained, he's built like a brick shithouse. He's going to fall on you like one of the Kremlin's minarets if you get near him. I'm kept away from the spectacle of it by the fact that I am too much of a soft man myself. I'm a pacifist. And so watching men fight, I understand it's as old 
old as the human condition. Back in Tamerlane's battle camp, you had men yeah. scuffling by the fire before uh, sure. combat the next morning. Well, to determine who got the fittest female, you know? I yeah, mean, exactly. Right, right. And there was skill. I mean, the ancient Greeks, they made a, a science and an art out of wrestling. Sure. And, and the people sure. who do this, I do appreciate the guys who mix capoeira with uh, yeah. ground techniques. And, well, and that's what I was most disappointed by, is two guys wrapping each other up in a pretzel and pounding each other in the head. I wanted to see more moves. Yeah. I wanted to see more martial arts. I wanted to see more kicks and, and creative kind of stuff. Instead, I, it just looks like grind each other into the ground or against the cage. It didn't have any physical poetry to it, which good wrestling has. Well, you know, with good wrestling, you have the hindsight and the benefit of choreography. Then there's a reason maybe that gets it why I like it more than other sports because yeah. you have the hindsight of choreography and predetermined. I mean, I want to see a show. If you are putting your eggs in the basket of performance, carefully delineated performance, if you want to be able to see the action, professional wrestling is a way to put two bodies against one another and have the most beautiful, if not balletic, but novelty-filled matches between two guys, just because you can clearly see what's going on and it's been sketched out to look dynamic and fabulous, like one of those Keanu Reeves Matrix fights. To watch two guys go at each other in a spontaneous, non-choreographed thing, you obviously know that its advantage is going to win, and whether or not you could essentially bludgeon someone to as much neural trauma as possible is what's going to put you over the top. The object of any of these things, and boxing, I've never been, I mean, not only am I not a fan of boxing, I'm actually deadly averse to it. For the reason of the whole point of boxing is to just make your opponent's brain cut out. That's essentially what it is. And all this encomiums about the sweet science and... Oh yeah, I uh, I hate that sweet science. It's ridiculous. And not that I don't appreciate how athletic fighters are and how great Ali was and how brutal Tyson was and how great Sugar Ray Leonard was and, you know, uh, guys along... And Floyd Mayweather, who's absolutely brutal today. Certainly they have something going on, but I just can't watch it because it's just so brutal. I empathize Mm. too much with somebody taking a beating and no matter what I see, to watch two guys or even two women, if it's Rousey Nunez, and watch Ronda Rousey take these kicks to the head or any of these guys take kicks to the head and just wind up getting grappled on the ground and and see the forehead opens up in in a torrent of blood. It's not fun. It's Wow, you are a soft little man. I'm a beta cuck, but I'm proud to be a a little wiener of a man. I'm really okay with that. It's difficult (laughs) to watch MMA and derive the satisfaction that better schooled people than me see. Again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that I just couldn't hack watching it as a viewer. It's interesting because the stereotype of people who might like MMA, or for that matter, I think a lot of the reason I liked wrestling as a kid... Or for that matter, a lot of reason why I liked superheroes. The stereotype of the kid who likes superheroes is a dork, a wimp. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates somewhat to wrestling because it's a power fantasy. It's you're watching the power that you don't have. Pro wrestling is a stylized power fantasy and superheroes are a much more stylized power fantasy it is a way of dreaming of empowerment that the wimp doesn't have i would argue that mma and to some extent a lot of pro sports football anything that has an undercurrent of violence is a power fantasy for if not the stereotype dork nerd wimp shoved in a locker atomic wedgie victim the american man who feels unable to conquer the world the way he has been promised so therefore i find it interesting that this doesn't appeal to you 
you at all. But look, you're more self-possessed than a lot of men I know. You don't give a shit that you don't seem to have a lot of power over the world in the grand scheme of things. That is true. You don't care. You have your life. You have your friends. You have your wife. You have your apartment. Fuck everyone else. One of the things I admire about you is you're more self-confident and self-possessed than most people. Let me muddy the water a little bit because Mm -hmm. I'm a pacifist and I'm sort of a coward and I I avoid confrontation, even verbal confrontation with anybody. And yet the art that I love exalts combat. The art that I love and the comic books that I love, the movies, it's all steeped in violence. It's all steeped in the exact tradition you're saying. Uh, When you drop the artifice, it gets to be too much. Up until that point, though, my video games Jesus man I love running over people in Grand Theft Auto my persona would be somebody who's a complete sociopath or a psychopath I'm not in touch with anyone else's feelings so much as if a video game character has a gun in their hands or a steering wheel in their hands I want to cause as much devastation as death as possible but it doesn't hold true for life or watching people bloody themselves then you are a soft little wimpy man (laughs) 20 seconds there it is you knew it was coming. Tripped up again. And Cowboy keeps looking up at that clock. Final seconds exhausted. of this fight. I was thrown by this Jonathan Coppenhaver guy. Oh, yes. A.K.A. War Machine. Uh, which is legal name. He changed he's it to War Machine. He legally changed his name to War Machine. Yeah. And now he's in jail. And that's, I saw the video uh, of that poor woman, Christy Mack, and I saw the pictures of her the on intake at the hospital. And yeah, I mean, he, he beat the just, shit out of her. He just worked her over. Yeah, he yeah. nearly killed her. He, he did organ damage and fractured her jaw. And it's just a real mess. And I, I this isn't fair, okay, for me to say. But my impression is that I look at MMA and my my gut instinct and is to say, wow, this sport must be filled with war machines, which is, again, it's totally not fair. It's not fair to say, and it's not true. And yet my aversion to it is this creeping suspicion or this horrible fear that it is a culture of sociopathic violence. Like if you could exercise this violence in the ring, how do you keep it straight on the outside? Now, the statistics bear, first of all, MMA doesn't cause people to become violent. However, MMA does, in fact, attract violent people to it. It's, it is a way that this guy, Tito Ortiz, who was Jenna Jameson's ex-husband, there's a lot of porn connection to this too. Tito Ortiz was in and out of juvies and jail as a younger man and managed to get himself straight, essentially, by training and having a focus. Obviously, his violence which manifested itself in real ways in the world, was an asset for him. You know, he's wealthy beyond belief now. Uh, And he's not in jail. A violent person who maybe was drawn to this sport as a uh, release or a a creative use or or some sort of constructive way to put his violence. But it makes me feel like that's who the constituents of this thing might be. You're getting at one of the things I don't like about MMA, which is true about what I don't like about most pro sports. Watching and reading about this big fight last Saturday night, Daniel Cormier defeated Anthony Johnson to retain his light heavyweight belt. And this is in UFC, which is the the WWE of MMA, the dominant promotion. The two of them, I watched like a pre-fight interview and they're talking smack about each other and they are lifeless, colorless, boring, anodyne characters. Dead-eyed guys. Every sports interview I've ever seen after the game, how do you think you played? There is nothing of any insight whatsoever. Why do people love up Muhammad Ali? Why? It's not just because he was a good boxer. It's because he was a fucking personality. He was a character. He was colorful. And this is why I like wrestling, because it's characters. It's color. Nunez with a big right hand, Mike. And again, she hurt her again. Ronda's in trouble. 
Nunez She's in trouble, Mike. Over the top. Big trouble. Can she finish it right here, right now? She shot her to the body. Ronda is in big trouble, Mike. We sort of covered why is it popular. It's the human condition to want to see two people fight by the fire yeah. in the cave. Yeah, the why do we think light. it's caught on with popularity the last 20 years or so? If you look at what it once took in terms of inflation, what it once took to entertain people, it gets more convoluted every generation right. or so. We're not more convoluted, but it gets more intense and it gets larger and it, you can't rely on the same simple things that your parents' generation once had. In one respect, when you watch basketball from the 1950s and it's a bunch of white guys in short shorts working very good fundamentals and it was all layups and post-ups and long shots, that was fine for the day and age it came in, but it's like you have a very sophisticated audience and you need a very sophisticated product and right. you, the intensity of the game and athleticism and the way that the human body has changed over the years has made it so that you have a very big televised game that looks right. not brutal but it looks very visceral and so if you build on the brutality of boxing and you add the theatricality of professional wrestling but you take away the staged choreography of professional wrestling and you just amplify and you remove some of the protective gear from boxing you get a very brutal thing you know the wall between a, a whole constituted body and a bloody pulp that's rendered something that's medically unable is just more naked. It's it's right there. You're watching right. somebody's bare fists or somebody's shin contact the side of their jawbone over and over again. And you are cutting out the middleman. You are getting rid of padding. You are getting rid of pretense and artifice. Yeah. And you're becoming more intuitively violent. You kind of mention it. For better or for worse, that's what the world and our society needs now. You know, it's interesting. You said several of these guys seem to be dating porn stars and there seems to be a porn connection. And you got to wonder if that's not a coincidence. I mean... Yeah, it's not a coincidence. I, I'm no expert on pornography, but it seems to me that pornography, like MMA, especially in the last 10, 20 years, has gotten more extreme, or at least the extreme has entered the mainstream more. You know, I mean, we could have gone back to the 80s and found people doing MMA-type st stuff in backyards. And then, of course, you know, you could find in all sorts of corners of the internet people filming backyard fights. Kimbo Slice, one uh, MMA guy who I watched a little of, who, by the way, died in like 45 years old of heart disease. He he got his start as like an internet star, him beating the shit out of guys in backyards and people posting it online. There is that tradition that there was the extreme has become more mainstream as people have grown more cynical or more jaded. Yep. You know, why the ads have to be bigger and flashier because media society has dulled everyone's senses. It takes more to break through. It takes more to stimulate us, both in a sexual and a violent sense. Everyone, I mean, I'll say my tastes have become more Byzantine. Not just the older I get, but the as the world around me becomes more complex, I enjoy a much more Byzantine version of the things that I used to like. The movies that you were happy with in the 1940s, even the 1970s, 1980s, I would say that the craft of, of filmmaking is just more complex. It's standing on the shoulders of the people who came beforehand, so it's reaching higher, it's moving faster, it's doing things more eloquently than it used to. This might not be up to my taste, but it makes complete sense that this fits into the same elevation of everything in society as entertainments go. This is the next step of people contacting each other and combating.
So would you like this if you were a kid? I would not like this if I was a kid. Granted, I might have had a thicker skin about violence before spending my whole uh, adult life seeing it reflected all throughout, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, the news or entertainment, but also society. The fact that there is so much violence in the world, even this staged, regulated, uh, refereed violence is too much for me. And it would have been too much for me as a kid. I mean, professional wrestling was one thing, but I more watched wrestling as a kid because my father liked it. It was a way to get around the fire together and have something communal with the male influence in my life it, it's it's like chlorofluorocarbons right it's like just spraying hairspray into the environment there's just so much already there's so much latent violence everywhere and there has always been latent violence and i feel like just creating more is putting a hole in the ozone the, the metaphorical ozone in this in this analogy interesting so no what about you would you have uh, would you no, not it? at all it's too much like quote-unquote real sports even the hockey period you know i thought i was a hockey fan and then i went to college in the states and I realized after six months I hadn't thought about hockey once so I mean I'll watch a baseball game if other people are watching it and I might have a good time but I just I've never been pulled in by real sports yeah beyond a fleeting you know in the moment kind of fun to be part of an experience but you know look hey you give me an extra ticket to a UFC card I'll go and I might have a really good time but i never going to be a fan in any alternate universe where I'm any age. You know, I I felt like when I was younger, I was made to feel silly and stupid, juvenile and feminine. Not that I mind feeling feminine, but it was intended to be uh, an insult, a slight. Well, and it's, you know, as you're finding your way as a young man, that's something to contend with, yeah. Exactly. But my love of superheroes and my love of comic books and my love of primary color cape and cowls and boots and things like that was always made to be like it was something somehow less deserving and it was effeminate and it was juvenile and yet the the people who enjoyed sports i felt like had exactly the same amount of relish they were just statistic nerds they were just sports junkies but their attention to detail was exactly the same quantity and amount and it was just as obscure as mine it just wasn't about the same thing i was fantasy football dnd for jocks i'm not taking yeah. a shit on it but uh, what i'm taking a shit is on every no. fucking asshole who made the me hypocrisy. feel stupid when i was a kid yeah the hypocrisy have you uh, ever seen the onion article walking sports encyclopedia berates walking sci-fi encyclopedia <laughs> look that up like the biggest loser you've ever met he's obsessed with sports he doesn't play sports he's just a big old tub of goo and he's like look at this nerd he oh he likes star trek that's not even real and he's like i'm addicted to fantasy sports there's no difference there's no difference. Those assholes know who they are. I have no problem taking a shit on those yeah. guys. They know exactly who they are. Brought to you by Zenergy. Powered by Zyance. The great tasting, sugar-free, zero-calorie energy drink. The official energy drink of the UFC. UFC Undisputed 3 in stores February 14th. Pre-order your copy today. Your move. Do you find Mama to be a sign of the apocalypse? Nope. Interesting. I can show concern about the fact that it takes something more brutal and more direct to stimulate us. And what does that mean for the future? And I do have some mild concern for that. Again, this is as old as the hills watching two men beat on each other. One thing we haven't mentioned that I do roll my eyes at, and this bothers me about mainstream sports as well, is how profoundly commercialized it seems. How every fighter has 17 logos on his jocks and how, you know, this event is sponsored by, and they list 32 sponsors before they mention the the combatants. I guess the sign of the apocalypse would be if, like, it's an accepted sport in high schools. Then I'd be a little worried if like there's a high school MMA squad then I'm a little concerned it would be a sign of the apocalypse if you made me do it that's when it would be a sign of the apocalypse 
I guess I have to agree with you in that this is as old as time. I, it's hard to consider this a, a sign of the apocalypse only because this is a plateau of complexity, of, of sort of Byzantine convolution, right? It's like, I, I believe you have this evolution of competing men, you know, in different sports where at one point it was enough to just kick around your enemy's head on a field and that becomes soccer. It increases in intensity and increases in visual complexity and it becomes something else. And so I know that we're trending to something else. Obviously, MMA is what we're in now, probably for the last 15 or 20 years. There's going to be an inheritor to it, or, you know, a successor, I should say. Because it's part of a continuum, it's hard to consider the apocalypse just because it's going to continue to evolve into something else. I can't imagine what it would be. How do you advance from bringing Muay Thai and Capoeira and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu into one fighting environment? How can you get more complex than that? But somehow uh, it will. They carry weapons. I guess you're right. Yeah. It's the Morningstar versus the Mace and the Trident and the Net and the guy on the horse, I guess. Or you're... we, I mean, it's a topic of many dystopias. We put people in there against their will. That's what I'm like saying. punishment for criminals, gladiators against the lions. If it was me doing it, then it's a sign of the apocalypse. If it's yeah. other people and I could avoid it, then it's fine. Right. It's not nearly as offensive as leggings or flip-flops. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> no, not remotely as offensive as flip-flops. Is that, <laughs> I, I, and I'm taking it to your mind, it's not as offensive as Lana Del Rey, right? Or acapella. Yeah, well, that's the uh, heat death of the universe you're describing. These fighters, you might see them in public and they look like us, but they're not, except in one very specific way. Fighters are still people, and because they're people, they have emotions, they go through highs, they go through lows, they have character flaws, they fuck up. And no other sport can ever show us what a human is really made of like fighting can, because the stakes are physical harm. Is our dislike of MMA, as it were, is that jealousy? Are we jealous of its success? I think that in my case, there is going to be some feelings of me not being the full picture of a masculine, ripped guy. I mean, anytime you see someone who's the specimen of manhood, it does make me kick the tires a little bit and wonder, what the hell would I have to do to either look like that, someone with that kind of sex appeal, or someone with that kind of, like, care taken for their appearance and their body, and, like, treating your muscular system and your digestive system and your bones as if they were a fine-tuned machine that's designed for combat. I mean, look what they're able to do with themselves. It's like, these yeah. guys are astronauts. It's an aspect of the human body that's very progressive. Yeah. And, and the discipline to train yourself to that level. Yeah. I admire that quite a bit, and I'm jealous of that discipline. I'd love to have that willpower, that physical control. I would both enjoy that, but at the same time, the uh, intensity of masculinity, the, the sort of metalness of it puts me off because I'm not aggressive, and I feel like you need a certain level of aggression uh, as a component of your personality to be able to do it. And I'm not aggressive in anything. I'm, I'm really... I'm laid back and complacent and, and I do not push almost in any respect. And so I don't think I'm jealous of the aggression that these men and women seem to exhibit. But yeah, definitely the discipline and the achievement, the sort of peak physical thing is certainly right. uh, envious for sure. I feel the same way, but I guess I have to question whether the jealousy we do feel of these people, does that engender our dislike of mixed martial arts as a form of entertainment, as an art form? I think they're not really connected, at least to yeah. my uh, you probably. My Right. I mean, look, there's always the undercurrent for me or like, why do so many people willing to go to these shows and pay for this? And, you know, not as many people obviously are paying for what I'm selling, but could say that about everything that we're ever going to talk about on the show. You should dress like Santo for all of your public events, and that might uh, pick your game up a little bit. The, the luchador? Okay, I, yeah. I don't think that's it. You know, I do wear the sparkly jackets, my friend, but... Uh, that is Q value, exactly. You hey, get a hey, kick in the hey. head for the for the sparkly jacket, I think. Right. Or you can yeah, start putting the logo of, like, Monster Energy Drink on the back of the yeah, logo. Yeah, that'd be great. 
Because I'm sure they're willing to pay me a ton of money. I'm sure I'm a valuable uh, sponsorship opportunity for Monster <laughs> Energy Drink. That brings us to the end of an episode where we discuss yes, our engagement with Mama. So if yeah. you guys would like to find past episodes, you can look on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write yes. to us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Visit I Don't Get It Podcast. And of course, go to iTunes and leave us a review because we yeah, ask for please. so very little in return. Please. We're getting a lot of good feedback from people, but mostly just like friends texting us or private messages. So please leave it on our Facebook wall. Tell people you're having fun. Spread the word because people are enjoying this, but I think they're enjoying it in isolation. The topic on our next show will be going out and talking to other human beings. I don't get it. <laughs> at the age of 41, I don't get it. You can find me on Twitter at William Scurry, and I'm on YouTube at AM Caesar and my friend Noah Tarno. I am at Noah Tarno, uh, continuing the 2017 karaoke marathon for the ACLU. I'm up to 140 songs. Uh, also, bigquizthing.com, your and everyone's number one source for corporate and private custom trivia events throughout these United States. Well, we got to go because me and Noah have to go punch each other and have a ground grapple battle right now. Yeah. But until that point... We're going down to point, the docks. We're going to beat the crap out of each other. Tape our hands up, put broken glass on the yeah. outside. We're just going to beat the fuck out of each other by yeah. just slapping a sulfurous tide. Exactly. So exactly. until that time, though, I continually do not get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2017.